The Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Podcast. I am your host, Ryan Gilbert, and uh, with me, I don't have Talon here, I don't have Joel here even, but with me I have a special guest, the intern, the clip guy, the statistician, uh, the jack-of-all-trades, one sharp shark. How are we doing, Sharky? No Joel, no Talon, but you got something even better. What's up, everyone? I'm your boy, one sharp shark. Uh, if you've been in the Discord, you probably already know who I am, but for those of you who don't know me, you can call me Sharky. I like uh, betting hockey, and I like being in the SGPN Discord. So uh, let's jump right on into it, Ryan. Yeah, yeah, Sharkies. We, we've uh, talked about you a bunch on the uh, podcast, so especially for newer people, I'm sure, don't remember you being on. I think you were on, like, last December for, for a segment or for a show. But, yeah, uh, happy to have you have you join, join me here. Uh, happy to have all of your clips on the Twitter. He is currently the intern we may have to move on from him but we'll see he's, he's doing a pretty good job at hockey sgpn give us a follow there on twitter and of course uh sharky does a great job in there everyone great job in there in the discord sg.pn slash discord the hockey channel specifically just having a great time there especially on some of these banger nights with the double digit games so yeah and also make sure you check out you know the entire website everything else going on nba is in full swing college basketball is up so Everything going on, football season, got the Thanksgiving games coming up. So make sure you check out the website as well, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. And make sure you are uh, subscribed to the Hockey Gambling Podcast. Search for the Hockey Gambling Podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. If that's on Apple, you can go to sg.pn slash hockey. Spotify is sg.pn slash hockey s. And uh, yeah, leave us a five-star rating and review, and we'll read it on one of our future shows. So, all right, before we get into this, uh, I believe it's a 10-game slate on Thursday, uh, I want to See, Sharky, what are some of the teams here so far you've seen early on that you've enjoyed betting on? I feel like I may know one or two, but some teams like you've enjoyed betting on some trends you've seen and maybe some like futures you have your eyes on. Yeah, so I mean, you know, we're early on in the season still, um, but there's still plenty of money to be made on these early games. And I think even uh, just a couple weeks in, there's already a couple of teams that are kind of standing out to me that have been either good to bet on, bad to bet on, or kind of neutral. Um, so, you know, I think I was talking to you in the Discord and talking to Joel about a, a fun segment idea might be to kind of look at some of these teams and their futures odds and kind of look at which teams are undervalued, which are overvalued, and which are kind of properly valued. Um, so I tried to kind of put something together like that for this episode. Um, I only took one team for each one, so I won't drag it out too long. Um, but maybe I'll just kind of go over them, and then, Ryan, I'll kick it over to you and see if you've got any thoughts on these. Yeah, sounds perfect. All right, so um, for my undervalued team, uh, I'm going to go with the Seattle Kraken. Uh, for those of you who have been in the Discord, um, you'll see that there's plenty of Kraken talk going on lately. I know Blake Meyer has been in there. Joel's been pretty high on the Kraken lately. Um, you know, they're off to a better start than many of us were predicting. They've got an 8-4-2 record with 18 points. That places them second in the Pacific currently. 
And, you know, I mean, I think they're kind of legit. I think, you know, even going back to last year, a lot of the analytics guys were pretty high on them, but they kind of got goalied with Grubauer and Drieger. Uh, but this year, you know, the goaltending's holding up a bit better. Martin Jones is allowing fewer than two and a half goals per game. And I think that defensively, they're still pretty good. Um, you know, but apart from the metrics, I think what's really going on here is that the odds makers just haven't adjusted to the performance from the Kraken. I mean, I think this morning, um, I was looking at their Stanley Cup odds, their conference odds, division odds, and I think they're pretty much still undervalued across the board. Right now, they're getting around 50 to 1 to win the Cup. Um, you know, quick side note, I sprinkled some last night at 100 to 1, which just goes to show you that you are literally losing money if you're not in the Discord, <laughs> sg.pn slash Discord. There you go. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, they're getting 50 to 1, which implies a probability of less than 2%. I think that's slightly too low, and Money Puck's model, I think, agrees with that. Um, I think the bigger edge, though, actually, is uh, getting 25 to 1 on them to win the Pacific. I know the Golden Knights kind of seem like a wagon right now, but at the same time, Calgary and Edmonton have both looked kind of vulnerable. And I think if the Kraken can kind of keep playing at this level, um, you know, there's there's some value to be had on them at 25 to 1 to win the Pacific. So any thoughts on that, Ryan? Yeah, Kraken have, have been a team that, you know, they did get goalie last year, as you mentioned. And my only thing with the Kraken is I don't know how good... Uh, Grubauer and Jones can really be for the entire season. But like you said, the odds makers have not caught up to this new version of the Kraken. They uh, got a few good key offseason additions. I mean, Burakovsky's playing top line for them. Borgstrand, uh, Schwartz is playing well. So uh, on defense, looking at their defense, they don't have anyone that really stands out, but they don't have anyone that stands out on the negative side either. So yeah, they're, they're a solid team. And, and I don't mind that they're in the, uh, to win the Pacific because you have Vegas right now. Vegas is, even money or even minus money on on minus odds on some books. But yeah, the, the Kraken could sneak in there if Edmonton, this Evander Kane injury, the Flames, you know, they could they could flame out a little bit. So yeah, there's definitely value there on the Kraken to win the, the division. But I think as Joel preaches, getting them to win the cup may be the best bet because right now they're even money to make the playoffs. So that if they make the playoffs and you have them to win the cup at 50 to 1, you know, it's going to come down. There's going to be a lot of uh, good equity there, a good, good chance to hedge out some of your bet for guaranteed profit. So I think with teams like Seattle, the, the division's maybe still in, in a possibility this early on, but I think just with getting, I, I can still get 66 to 1 to, for them to uh, win win the cup maybe no i'm not sure what i'm looking at here but yeah there, there's still some good odds out there yeah and I, you know i think you raise a really good point there in terms of you know what you were talking about with with the point that joel was raising in terms of you know at this point when we're taking these long odds i think what we're really trying to do is build equity in these teams for a, a playoff run right and you know i think last time i checked money puck had seattle's odds of making the playoffs at over 73 percent uh, i think 538's model has them at around 45 percent. so i mean there's, there's a little bit more questionable there but if you are a believer that this kraken team will make the playoffs uh, i think that you know now's the time to be getting your money in on them yeah and that, that's definitely a great point so uh where are you going next do you have a properly valued or do you have a, a uh overvalued team here? yeah i'll try and sp speed these through these next two because they're not as interesting so for for overvalued uh i'm going to the boston bruins here mm -hmm. and i know that might be a little bit surprising um look we all know how good the bruins are i'm certainly not trying to take anything away from that but i do think that the betting market has caught up to them to the point where you're not really getting any value if you're laying futures on boston at this point I mean, I see that they're getting around plus 800 to win the cup, which implies a win probability of a little over 11%. Um, there's an argument to be made that that's more or less fair market value, but I think that 11% might be a little bit on the high side. For the conference odds, they're only getting plus 450, which again, is just a little too thin for me, especially with Carolina still looking pretty great and Toronto coming in uh, kind of back into its own. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I like the Bruins a lot more 
earlier in the season and during the off season. But like I said, I think the markets have kind of caught up to them. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I think that that's a great point. I mean, they're they're 11 and two. They finally did sting us there a little bit. But you said it, the market has kind of caught up. Uh, Joel was on them over the summer. He was like, you know, what? I'm, I'm getting on Boston. They're, they're not going to be dead yet. And they haven't and they've they've proven them right. So th- I think at this point, they probably are. The market has caught up and maybe over adjusted a bit too much, be- especially because Toronto did have that that kind of slow start. But, yeah, Boston sh- will have some sort of lull eventually this season. And maybe that's when you want to grab them if you're looking for some Bruins futures. Yeah, I think that's a great point. And that actually kind of leads right on into the next uh, team. Uh, so for properly valued, I have the New York Islanders. Again, you know, I'll be the first to admit uh, I was pretty low on the Islanders during the offseason. Uh, I think last season they were a pretty good defensive team, but kind of lacked some offensive firepower. Um, this season, it seems like, I mean, it's early, but it seems like things are kind of going the opposite direction. Uh, they have the second highest uh, expected goals against, but they're ranked sixth in expected goals for. Um, they started off kind of hot. They're 9-5-0 and zero with 18 points, second in the Metro, and Sorokin's been looking good. Uh, he's top 10 in terms of goals saved above average. Um, but right now, I think the futures markets are more or less spot on. They're around 40 to 1 to win the cup, kind of more in line, more or less in line with what the popular models are saying. Uh, 20 to 1 to win the East, plus 575 to win the Metro, which I don't really like at all. I don't think there's much value there. Um, but, you know, I, I think ultimately, I think the Islanders here are being properly valued by the market. And you might be kind of wondering to yourself, like, well, what, what good is that information? Like, what good is it to know that this team is being properly valued, right? Um, And I think that one thing that I like to do during uh, the regular season as I'm looking at these futures odds is to kind of keep an eye on these teams that kind of are more or less at fair market value, because if they tend if they start to go on a hot streak, then you might be able to jump on the current odds before they adjust. And if they go on a cold streak, you might be able to mark that team as a potential betting spot in the future, maybe in a week or two. And to that last point, I think that one of the things that I'm eyeing about this Islanders team is that um, there's this stat that I like to track that's axe diff. It's kind of the difference between actual goals versus expected goals. And uh, the Islanders are at plus 10 right now. That's second highest in the league behind the, st- uh, behind the stars. And, you know, I'm oversimplifying a little bit here, but basically what that means is that they're running pretty hot and they're likely due for some negative regression. So if they do start to get some of that negative regression, then I think that this might be a prime betting spot for them in terms of futures. Any thoughts yeah. on the Islanders? Yeah, well, first of all, I think that's a that's a great stat to look at. It's, a, it's probably a, a good way to put expected goals for with shooting percentage, with PDO kind of all wrapped up into one. So that, I think that's a good stat to look at. And yeah, I think the Metropolitan Division just in general right now is just, it could be completely turned upside down. I mean, you have the Devils at, at the top, you have the Penguins towards the bottom. I think the Islanders, yeah, I think they're probably uh, around where, where they should be. I don't think they have much equity to uh to go too far in the playoffs but you know once they make it that anything could happen uh for them to win the cup seeing 50 to 1 i believe which isn't isn't bad especially with with how they're playing um yeah they're they're a team where you made a good point where if a team gets hot maybe get those odds before they move or if they go cold you know look at them for the future but another team that's caught my eye in the metro is those penguins they're uh four six and two ten points through 12 games only columbus has been worse than them in the metro Penguins have the fifth best expected goals for percentage in the league, 55.61%. They've just got, gotten unlucky. They had some uh, some tough losses. So, I, and I can get them to make the playoffs at minus 150. So I don't know if that's I don't know if that's a team that's being kind of undervalued there because 
that's just the, the uh, to make the playoff market. But I think the Penguins, you know, I've been talking about it for a while, maybe the, the downfall of Crosby and Malkin and the same thing with the Capitals that we're seeing with those injuries. But for the Penguins to make the playoffs at minus 150, that just seems kind of crazy to me as someone as, as a Flyers fan who has just seen the Penguins just beat up on us year and year again. I hear where you're coming from, and I think my my ordinarily my inclination would be to agree with you, especially given that they kind of have started off kind of slow. So I would I would think that the markets would tend to be undervaluing them. When I when I hear that you're saying that the minus 150 to make the playoffs, I guess that imputes a probability of around 40 percent. Uh, yeah, I mean money puck says that that's about 51. Sorry, 50.1 percent of them making it. I haven't looked at 538 recently enough to remember. Um, so I mean I think there's definitely some uh, value to be had there. Sorry, sorry. You said minus 150, so that's going to be a 60% chance. Mm-hmm. So that so that's actually not that. Yeah, so maybe not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I, originally, I thought you said plus 150, but if it's minus 150, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's questionable, but uh, it might be a spot that you just kind of keep an eye on that team, look towards how their odds are changing over the next few weeks, and then see if there's a spot that you like. Yeah, that's probably a good call with them there. I, I have not watched many Penguins games at all, so I, I'm just going based off the stats here like 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 a nerd does. But yeah, that was a, a good informative segment there. You have any, anything else you want to add before we move on to the move on to the ads? No, I think that's it. I mean, just experimenting with a new segment idea uh, for the listeners out there. If it's something that you like, something that you want to see more of or something that you hated, um, why don't you tell us? Try and leave a review on Apple uh, Podcasts or Spotify. Tell us if you like the segment. Tell us if you hated it. Tell us if you like Sharky, if you hate Sharky. Either way, we want to know. Yeah, I, I feel like I asked for uh, reviews too much, but I, I'm I'm glad to have have you on here to, to do it for me because you're you're someone that is in the Discord. You're you're in the thick of it and you're having a great time. So yeah, I'd love to see that. Uh, yeah, if you're ready to win money and booster odds, WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with Win Rewards on WinBet. Be on the lookout for the WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. During WinBet Win Hour, marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100, win $100. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 200 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. I guess Joel had to uh, had that perfect ad read last episode, and now he's just like, he, he's he's off into the sunset, leaving on a high note, just like George, after making his, his great joke there. But all right, we have uh, 10 games here on the Thursday slate. Uh, let's just get right into them here. Uh, kicking it off here with my Philadelphia Flyers at the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, Blue Jackets are favored minus 135. Flyers are plus 115. Over-under is set at 6.5, both at minus 110 here. Uh, Flyers are starting to get my attention here, just in terms of watching the games, because they're, they're still a bad hockey team, but... No more Phillies in the World Series. So the Flyers are, are the team I'm watching here when, when they're on. And this might be a spot where I'm betting on them. Uh, plus 125 or plus 115. I got them at plus 125 before. So the line is moving that way. I think 
the Flyers here at plus odds. They, they beat Ottawa. They beat St. Louis 5-1. Columbus has lost five in a row. I mean, they had that trip to Finland, I think that the games were, against Colorado. So this is their first game after that. You know, they, they added Johnny Gaudreau in the offseason. Thought, people thought maybe that would make them a better team, but they're still a pretty bad team. 3-9 uh, and nine overall, 2-5 and five at home. So I'll take the Flyers here. As, put, put, take a flyer in the Flyers at plus 115. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's good that we're starting with this game because I think this may be the most confusing line of the slate for me because I, I don't understand how the Blue Jackets are favored here or at the very least by this much. Uh, look, I mean, I get it. The Flyers are bad regardless of whether they started off hot, um, but Columbus is really bad. I mean, Hockey Reference has them as over two goals worse than the average team. Uh, granted, the expected goals data would have you believe that the Blue Jackets are the slightly better team, but even so, I mean, this should be a pick 'em game at best, and I don't see how we're getting plus money on the Flyers. I did already bet this game. Uh, I took Philadelphia plus 115 to win a unit, and yeah, I like them here. Yeah, all right. I had a stat here I wanted to mention. Uh, Columbus has lost five straight. They've been outscored 27 to 8 in those five games. I mean, two of them were, were against Colorado, but that, that's just inexcusable. All right, going down to uh, a game here in Boston. You got the Flames at the Boston Bruins at the Gardens, as as Talon would say. Uh, Boston is minus 155. Flames are plus 135. Over-under is at six, over minus 115, under minus 105. You got a uh, strong player for this one, Sharky? Um, look, you know, I mean, I know I said that uh, Boston was overvalued earlier, but I mean, that's mostly in the future markets. I still think there's plenty of money to be made on them here on straight bets. And I, I think this is one spot that I like. I haven't been that impressed with Calgary and Boston's just been a wagon and they're at home uh, with Olmark likely in net. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I think Boston probably wins this game at least two times out of three. I mean, maybe, maybe that's a little bit on the high side, but yeah, give me Boston here. I don't really have a strong lean on the total, uh, but give me Boston. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you on the bees here. Going back to them, even even though they stung me, uh, they're seven and zero at home. Still just eleven and two on the season. Calgary, uh, five five and two overall. One one and one on the road. They've lost six straight. Just had uh, losses on the road to the Islanders, to the Devils, and back to back nights. Got outshot. Uh, they outshot the Devils thirty five twenty, but but lost that one. Bruins, you said Allmark. Uh, Charlie McAvoy might be might be back for them. They already got Marshan back before much before his scheduled timetable. So, yeah, uh, Bruins here. I already bet them minus 155. I could see this line moving a bit. So, yeah, the Bruins here at home, I think you have to go with them. Yeah, and if anything, that line's probably moving towards Boston side, if I had to guess. Mm -hmm. I should have saved this one to send you. I got the uh, Vegas Golden Knights at the Buffalo Sabres. Golden Knights are minus 155. Sabres are plus 135. Home underdogs there. Over-under is at six and a half, both paying minus 110. Um, I'm here. The, the Sabres have, have screwed me a few times, and I, you know, the Golden Knights, they're, they're, they're staying golden for me, so I'm going to go right back to them. They had the win in Toronto. Um, they were slight under, underdogs in that one. Now they're what, minus 155. Uh, yeah, I bet that. I bet the over six and a half as well. Uh, I got minus 103. Minus 110's just fine there with me. Uh, Vegas just... They're they're a different team this year, and they're they're making do without Pacioretty. They're making do. I mean, Logan Thompson and that has been incredible. So they've won uh, seven straight games on the road. End of a road trip may be uh, kind of tough for them, but Buffalo's lost three straight. Um, bad loss against Arizona last time. Two understandable losses before that in Tampa and Carolina. But I don't think Buffalo is as good of the, as they've shown in some of these other games. 
So I have to go with Vegas here at minus 155. And for the over, they've just both been kind of high-scoring teams here. Vegas, three straight overs. Buffalo's gone over in uh, five straight before that 4-1 loss to Arizona. So the over and uh, the Knights on the road for me. Yeah, look, I'm, it pains me to be on my favorite podcast and have to pick against uh, it's probably my favorite team, at least at this point. Uh, but I think I have to do it. I think I'm going to be on the Knights here. Uh, you know, the Sabres are my boys, but these odds make them seem way overvalued, in my opinion. Uh, you know, I realize the game's in Buffalo, but I think they have a less than 40% chance of winning this game. So if you're getting anything less than plus 150 on them, I just I just can't give it a look. I, don't, I honestly don't even know if this is a spot where I can take the Sabres team total just because Logan Thompson has been looking that good. Um, and that kind of gives me pause on the over there, too. So no strong lean on the side, but if or sorry, no strong lean on the total. But if I'm taking a side, I, I hate to do it, but I'm I'm taking Vegas here. Yeah, I, it's a tough spot. I mean, I, I Buffalo has been fun to watch. They've been um, fun to yeah, fun to follow along. Tate Thompson has been great. But yeah, Vegas here, I think, is a side you have to take. Uh, moving on down, another 7 o'clock game. We have the Edmonton Oilers at the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, Hurricanes minus 145, Edmonton plus 125. Total is at 6.5, over minus 115, under minus 105. Um, it's worth noting we're recording this Wednesday, uh, 6 p.m. Eastern time here, so Carolina has not yet played tonight. Uh, Frederick Anderson is hurt. I know Ranta starting tonight. It might be uh, Peter Kochtikoff starting tomorrow, but I think I, I – I lean towards Carolina here, only minus 145. I think they're they're the better team than Edmonton, especially with Kane being out. They're going to have to juggle some lines around and find some new chemistry in, in the first game without him. Um, Carolina has kind of, they won four in a row, then they lost to Toronto. So they have a chance now with to get back on track, depending what happens tonight too uh, in Florida. So wait to see what happens there, but I think... Either way, for a side, I'd be leaning to Carolina here. And for a total, wait for goalie news, but probably the over. Uh, Edmonton can score. Edmonton can definitely give up goals with their defense and goaltending. So I would lean to Carolina and the over. But, yeah, make sure you check out the Discord, sg.pn slash Discord, tonight or tomorrow for our bets on this game. Yeah, so, I mean, one thing I've been trying to be better about this season is kind of shying away from some of these back-to-back games where I, I don't really have a strong read on the game, and I think that might be something that I do here. I don't think that Carolina should be such a steep favorite here, and if anything, I mean, I was tempted to sprinkle maybe like half a unit on Edmonton when they were, I think, around plus 145, but with the line moving this way, and now they're only getting plus 125, it looks like, it's it's hard for me to even lean that way. Uh, in terms of the total, I, I lean over six and a half, but that's subject to confirming that Jack Campbell's in that. So I agree with you that you probably want to wait on goalie news on that one. Um, but yeah, like very minor lean towards Edmonton probably won't be betting it. Yeah, and this is also a spot where if it does turn out that Frederick Anderson can play and be good to go tomorrow, keep an eye out for those for that news and maybe hop on Carolina right away. Even like I think that's a great point you made though with with these back to back games. If you don't have like a strong read, don't play it because you never know what what teams are dealing with, what, what players maybe ha- are banged up from a block shot or something. So yeah, that, that that's a good point there. All right, going down to 7 o'clock slate again. We have the Ottawa Senators at the New Jersey Devils. Devils are minus 180 on the money line. Puck line is plus 140. Senators are plus 155 on the money line. Over-under is at 6.5. Over minus 120. Under is plus 100 here. Uh, What are you thinking for this one, Sharky? Play the clip, Jolie. I'm joining you here on the Devils bandwagon. 
I'm not in love with New Jersey at this price, but I do think I might take a look at the three-way line to see if you can get a better price in regulation. Um, but yeah, I'll be on the doubles here. They're just unstoppable right now. Fifth place in expected goals for first first place in expected goals against, and their goaltending has been good enough not to let them down. Um, you know, I, I, it's always a question of the goaltending and whether it's going to keep up and like, what, you know, are we just kind of riding the hot hand right now or is this going to be sustainable over the long term? Uh, but in terms of the total, give me the over six and a half. Both of these teams like to try and put the puck in the net. And as Professor Joel learned last episode, that's kind of the objective of the game. So, yeah, over six and a half. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Uh, I saw this line. I got two units actually on the Devils at minus 167 before it moved. And I checked like 20 minutes later and it was up to minus 180. So I'm glad I got that. Um, I don't mind the regulation look. You can get them at minus 115. Like you said, Devils, they're just the best best team out there in terms of the expected goals. It does rely on the goalie, but New Jersey at home is 5-2. and two. Ottawa on the road is 0-4. I think Devils, kind of any way you can take them here. Maybe just go to a team total. Ottawa, uh, Vancouver scored 6 on them. Vegas scored 5. Tampa, Florida, Minnesota all scored 4 or more. The Devils are capable of scoring goals. You know, Jack Hughes, they have Nico Heischer up there, Jesper Bratz finally getting some respect. So, yeah, Devils here are the play for me. I think I'd even still play them at minus 180 because they've played a lot of close games recently. Uh, last three wins were all by one goal, one of them going to overtime. So I'd lay the juice here. I think they're the much better team, especially being at home. All right, going down to the final 7 o'clock game here, we have the New, Jer- New the New York Rangers at the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, Rangers are road favorites here at minus 150. Detroit is plus 130 at home. Over-under is at 6, with the over at minus 105 and the under at minus 115. Uh, yeah, this is a game here where I'm, I'm, I'm not sure what to make of the Red Wings just yet. Uh, or I guess the Rangers, because they've had some tough losses, but I'm going right back to the Rangers here. Uh, I got them minus 137 before the line moved. Minus 150 is, is still good with me. I, I'd still bet that. Uh, played vo- played well against the Islanders, outshot them 40-26. to 26. Tough loss there, uh, 4-3. I think they gave up two or three goals in the third period to blow that one. Tough loss to Detroit before that, tough loss to Boston. Detroit's been, been up and down this season, uh, coming off a loss at home. I think the, the Rangers are just a better team. That, that's that's what it comes down to. Shesterkin has been playing great. He's he's the Vesna Trophy winner for a reason. So I think in this game, uh, Nijelkovic or Grice, whoever's in net for the Red Wings, Shesterkin's better than him. So I, I like the the Rangers here minus 150. Also do lean to the under six at uh, minus 115. I think the Rangers have been playing a lot of under games as have Detroit. Detroit's gone under in four straight and five of their past six. So the under might be the better play for me, but I do like the Rangers here at minus 150. Yeah. So this is a game where I really had to do some digging to fight my inner instincts on this. Cause when I first saw this line, my natural reaction was to think that the Rangers are drastically underpriced. Um, but after looking at some stats, I saw that there's probably a bit more parity between these teams than you might imagine. Uh, In terms of actual goals, the Red Wings are actually performing better than the Rangers, both in terms of goals for per game and goals against per game. Expected goals tells a bit of a different story and reveals that the Rangers are probably the superior offensive team, but uh, I was surprised to see that the Rangers actually give up the sixth most most expected goals in the league. Uh, So they kind of still are relying on Shesterkin to bail them out in a lot of these games. Um, So yeah, I mean, like, with that said, I I think I still lean towards the Rangers, even at minus 150, but it's not the kind of bet that... uh, I would be tempted to place more than one unit on as I was leaning originally. 
Yeah, it's a good point. I think Detroit has been kind of a, a surprising team, and you, and you don't really know what to make of them yet, especially at home. I'm looking there; they're five, one, and two. People were saying they might they're either going to be them or Ottawa in the uh, Atlantic, and and they've been better so far. So yeah, the, I think uh, it's 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 a good point there you made. All right, and uh, we got the holiday season coming up, so why not check out the SGPN merch store? Get your holiday shopping done early at the SGPN merch store. SGPN gear is the perfect stock stocking stuck stocking stuffer for the DJ in your life. I really like this uh, sweet hockey on podcast snapback I have. It's great. It's very comfortable. It goes with goes with any sort of thing, and it reps my favorite podcast. So uh, make sure you check that out. There's also some nice uh, hoodies, some nice hats. There's a uh, ask me about my third leg of my parlay shirt and uh, swimming trunks that, that Joel liked last episode. And we all we all know how much Joel loves parlays. So yeah, make sure you check out the SGPN merch store. And plus, from now to, until Thanksgiving, you can get ten percent off when you use the promo code Dallas Sucks. That's store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Promo code Dallas sucks. All one word there. All right. Uh, moving on down here to the 7:30 slate, we have the Arizona Coyotes at the New York Islanders. Islanders huge favorites, minus 275. Puck line is minus 110. Coyotes are plus 230. Their puck line plus one and a half is also one t- minus 110. Over under is at six. Over minus 115. Under minus 105. What are you thinking about this uh, barn burner, Sharky? Uh, hold on to your hats, boys. I'm going with the desert dogs here. Uh, look, Arizona is a terrible, awful, no good, very bad team. Uh, but this one's all about the price. Um, I was looking at this earlier. I was seeing, yeah, okay, uh, Coyotes are still getting plus 230. Uh, that's an implied win probability of around 30%. And against a team that's as inconsistent as the Islanders can be, uh, that price is just too rich for me. Um, I already mentioned during the future segment how the Islanders are running hot with that plus 10 axe diff. So, you know, if I'm already expecting a little bit of negative regression, who's to say that it can't happen in this game? Uh, I hate putting my money on Arizona, but look, I mean, they've been winning some of these games outright. They just beat the almighty Buffalo Sabres. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, like, give me the Coyotes at plus through plus 230 to win one unit. Yeah, I, I don't hate that at all. I definitely can't back the Islanders here at minus 275. I can't trust them to win by two even at, at minus 110. So the only play here would be the Coyotes at plus 230. Maybe look at a, at a plus one and a half and, at minus 110. I hope it hope it's a one-goal game or goes to overtime or something like that. But I think just the best bet here, the most fun bet definitely, is the Coyotes plus 230. Like you said, it only gives them, what, 30% chance to win. There, there's more parity in the NHL than that, especially with a team like the Islanders, like that is due to, to cool off. They've won, what, seven of their last eight games. That's not going to continue. they got to lose some time. Why not to these uh, this uh, wagon of a Coyotes team? So, yeah, if I go anyway here, it would be on the Coyotes at, at plus 230. Going to be howling in the Discord. Ooh. All right, down to the 8 o'clock here. We have the San Jose Sharks at the St. Louis Blues. Another uh, – Matchup between two uh, not too good teams so far. Uh, Blues are minus 170. Uh, Sharks are plus 145. Overrunners at six. Over minus 115. Under minus 105. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, we got the Sharks here. We have Sharky here as well. But I, I think, and I may have to just lean that way just for the same thing we said about the Coyotes. I don't know if. Plus 145 is going to be enough for me to bet on them. But the Blues, I, I don't know what's going on with them. They've lost eight in a row, lost 5-1 at 
at in Philadelphia. That was the second half of back-to-back after losing to Boston. Maybe now, you know, after a day off, coming back home, that'll that'll fix things for them. Sharks going on the road. The Sharks had four straight losses all by one goal, uh, three straight to shoot out. So maybe uh, put on your Sunday best for this one. But yeah, maybe sprinkle tie, sprinkle draw, uh, probably plus 300, plus 330 in there. Or just count on the Blues if you think they're going to go back home and kind of light the world on fire back then. But this is probably as close as we come to a pass game here for me. Yeah, I don't fault you for that at all. I mean, I myself, I don't have a strong lean on the sides here. I think the odds more or less align with uh, what models believe to be the true odds for both of these teams. So it's hard to really find any value on the money line. Um, But if I had to, I think I would go with the Sharks here. And this is mostly just fading the Blues like you were talking about. The Blues, they they just look so bad recently. I don't think they should be a minus 170 favorite um, against anyone except maybe Arizona and Columbus. Um, for the total, uh, I like the over six and a half here um, at even money just because the Sharks do uh, allow a very high number of expected goals and um, both projected goalies um, have pretty awful save percentages. So, yeah, I mean, I don't feel strongly about the side, but give me over six and a half on the total. Yeah, I do like that over as well. I mean, the Flyers scored five on them. San Jose's had total, total of nine, seven, eleven, seven, seven in their past What's that? Five games. So, yeah, the over, I think, here would be the play, especially only at six and minus 115. Yeah, I might just go bet that right at, right after this. So that, that, that that's a good call there. All right. Only have two more games left. Very uh, early loaded slate here. But moving on down to nine o'clock, we have the Nashville Predators at the Colorado Avalanche. Avalanche are minus 190 on the money line. Puck line is plus 125. Predators are plus 160 on the money line. Over-unders at six and a half, uh, minus 110 on both sides. What do you think for this one, Sharky? Mm, not much to say here. I mean, the Predators have not been looking great, uh, especially with Saros in that, who's been allowing around three and a half goals per game. Um, Colorado's been performing more or less to expectation, and even though they're not as great offensively this year as they were last year, I do still think that they've got more offensive talent than Nashville. I did bet the Avs at minus 190. I When I did so, I thought the value was pretty thin. So if this line moves towards uh, Colorado and it's higher, uh, you know, over than, sorry, if the line is over than minus 200 or something like that, I, I'm probably staying away from it. Um, but yeah, I mean, at minus 190, I give it a one unit. Um, I did lay a one unit on the under six and a half at minus one of five here. Uh, I think that despite Soros's lackluster recent performance, both of these teams are pretty decent defensively. So yeah, give me the under. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there on the avalanche. I actually bet them on the, on the puck line, uh, minus one and a half plus one thirty-five. through a, I think a half unit on that plus one twenty-five is, is fine with me. Uh, Nashville, their losses have mostly been, of the blowout variety, 5-1 Seattle, 7-4, 3-0, And Colorado here coming back home after that trip out there to Finland where they just had a good time, beat up on some Blue Jackets and did whatever else they did at, at, uh, overseas. So Columbus coming back or Colorado coming back home after those two big wins over Columbus. Um, I think Nishushkin's back. I think Colorado is relatively – no, Nishushkin's out till December. But still, they're they're a much better team. Than Nashville. I think Nashville kind of are frauds here, and Colorado typically has the head-to-head matchup over them. We saw them sweep them in the uh, playoffs, even though that was without Soros. I think Colorado has just the upper hand here, and they should be able to win by two. And yeah, I don't really have a, a strong play on, on the total, but I, I could see 
I couldn't see the total going, going out of the way. So yeah, just give me the give me the Avs on the puck line at plus one twenty five. All right, and then going from nine o'clock all the way down to ten thirty, we have the Chicago Blackhawks at the Los Angeles Kings. Kings huge favorites here, minus two sixty. Puck line is minus one ten. Blackhawks are plus two twenty. Their puck line is also minus one ten. Over under is six and a half. Over is plus one hundred. Under is minus one twenty. This is truly the, the D-Gen special. It's the only game after nine o'clock, and it's it's at ten thirty. We're going to get people trying to chase some losses, trying to ride some highs, just trying to finish out their night with a win here. And unfortunately, I don't have really a strong play here. The Kings scratched out a win against the Wild, one nothing. They lost to Chicago, they lost to Dallas. They they beaten beat the Leafs, so they lost to Winnipeg. So you can't really handicap here who this team is going to be they've been a a mystery so far so i can't lay minus 260 but i mean chicago they're just complete garbage especially with seth jones out uh soderbloom still starting for them because they lock or mrazic might be back mrazic might be good to go tomorrow from what i'm seeing no from what i'm seeing back in mid-november Southern hammer soderbloom chicago can't score the Kings can't really score, but that may have been just Mark Andre Fleury shutting them down. If if I took anything here, it would be Kings puck line or some sort of weird parlay that I'll put in the Discord. I I hope you have a stronger uh, lean than that, Sharky. Yeah, I mean, I got to tell you, the Kings are one of the toughest teams for me to put my finger on. Uh, I feel as though I've watched more of their games than any other team. That's not because I'm a fan or anything, but just you know, out of coincidence. And sometimes when I watch them, I think to myself, like, you know, 40 to 1 to win the cup is way too short. And then for, sometimes I watch them and I think 40 to 1 is way too long. It's just really tough to, to, to put a finger on this team. I mean, when they played that last game against the Wild, I think it ended up 1-0, which was nice. I mean, I won some units on that game. But, you know, seeing them on the power play, they just had made so many silly errors. And then I'll watch them in another game and they're just crisp passing, strong power play attack. So I really just don't know what to make of them. With that said, I like the Kings to win this game, but there's no way you can convince me to lay the minus 260 here. I actually think I like kind of a sneaky play in this one, and that is Chicago on the puck line plus one and a half, or as Talon likes to call it, the reverse puck line. Um, the Blackhawks have been one of, have been better than I expected, and they've only had three losses by more than one goal. They lost by four to the Jets, sure, but that but the three to one loss to the Islanders was on an empty netter, and the other one was a 5-2 loss to the Avs at the beginning of the season. Uh, so they've been keeping these games close, and I like them to kind of do the same here. I mean, like I said, the Kings just beat the Wild uh, one nothing, So so it's not exactly a lock for them to be putting up a ton of goals. Um, for the total, uh, I lean under 6.5, but I don't feel that strongly about it. Um, I think if Soderblom does get the start, he's been performing better than, than um, we would have expected, too. So uh, that's probably more support for the under. Yeah, I don't hate that play on, on, the, on the reverse puck line there, plus 1.5. They have... Had a lot of close games, and these two teams did play on the uh, November 3rd last Thursday in Chicago. Chicago won 2-1 in overtime. The Kings outshot them 33-19, so we could be be very well in for just another low-scoring low scoring game there. So the under may be the look here, along with that uh, plus one and a half on the puck line. All right, uh, no official lock dog total here, but do you do you have any in mind for for what you would take if if you had to uh, choose a lock a dog in a total? Um, well, geez, uh, kind of put me on the spot here, but let's see. For the lock, I guess I mean I guess I would probably have to go with the Avs, um, uh, minus one ninety. Boo. <laughs> for the dog, um, 
I don't know, give me the Flyers plus 115. Yeah. And uh, let's see on the total. Yeah, let's take let's take this last one. The Blackhawks Kings under six and a half. Yeah, I, th- I think that that's a that's a good look there. I was just going over. I was trying to keep track of our, our consensus plays, also my plays as we were going here. Uh, I think you I think you saw my dog there. My dog likely would have been the Flyers. Maybe my dog would be uh yeah, give me Avs puck line for my dog plus one thirty plus one twenty five. Lock would probably be uh, Boston, possibly Vegas, one of those two uh, minus one fifty five. Not a bad price there at all. And my total, I think, would probably be Sharks Blues over because both of those teams, I don't know what to make of there. No, no, I do uh, Rangers Red Wings under because uh, they're both been under teams. Rangers have a strong expected goals against, and Detroit has a weak expected goals for. So I think even if the Rangers win that one by a few goals, it could just be like a four-one game and still go on the under six. All right. Yeah. And speak, speaking of those uh, consensus plays here, I'm gonna gonna read them off. Uh, Flyers plus one fifteen. I think we're both on them. Yeah, which means they're they're gonna finally shit the bed. Uh, <laughs> Bruins minus one fifty five. Yeah, like against it. the Flames, like like that. Uh, Vegas minus fifty five. Unfortunately, against the Sabers. Yeah. Uh, Devils minus one eighty, or look for a regulation at minus one fifteen. Yeah, I like the regulation there. Um, Coyotes. I don't know if we wanna if we would wanna back that on the money line or just the puck line minus one minus one ten. But I think the money line plus two thirty. Just sprinkle something on it. Don't put a full unit, but like like you do to win a unit or like a half unit, just to have some good winnings there. Yeah, I mean it's it's always tough, right? Because on the on the LDT, you guys are wagering two units on the locks and one unit on the dogs and totals. But you know when when you're not bound by those types of constraints and you're just betting these games on straight bets. If you can minimize some of those uh, losses on these massive dogs, uh, it's it's always a good tack to take, in my opinion. Yeah, because usually for for how I bet personally, I bet on favorites like to win a unit, and then for underdogs, I bet a unit to win whatever. And like, I don't think I would bet a full unit on the Coyotes at, at plus two thirty, but like, you know, I might I might throw half a unit on it, and then you know, of course, the time that it hits will be the time that I either don't bet it or. Uh, bet bet less on it and but it's it's a good hit if if you if you bet a full unit on that yeah i mean i know a one-year-old that's been having a lot of success (laughs) betting a full unit on these dogs yeah we should just uh get him on the podcast instead of you and just we could just start tailing him yeah no doubt uh then two totals here uh uh sharks blues over six minus 115 i think we're both both mentioned that yep and then, yeah, this under in this Blackhawks-Kings game, under 6.5, minus 120. I think that's a good luck, especially with how both these teams can't really score too much. Yep, agreed there. All right, that, that's about it there. Uh, anything else you want, you want to plug here, Sharky? As always, make sure you check us out in the Discord, uh, sg.pn slash Discord. Sharky's always in there, at OneSharpShark. Make sure you follow him on Twitter as well, at OneSharpShark, if he, if he wants that. If not, just follow us on Twitter, at HockeySGPN. But yeah, uh, thanks for uh, hopping in here and joining me with my two co-hosts leaving me. Maybe we'll do this more often. If, if this is something that people like, we'll do me and a guest, maybe me and Sharky more often, especially even on like on off nights when it's not a Monday, Wednesday, Friday drop for the big Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday slate. Maybe do a, a special segment on those for those lesser uh, slates with only three or four games like we have tonight and do kind of like a, a future segment or just kind of get to know the Discord members a little bit. So, yeah, let us know uh, what you thought of this, what you'd like to see from us more in the future. And, yeah, Sharky, whatever else you have to say. 
Yeah, no, I mean, thanks for having me. And like Ryan said, you know, just uh, the more hockey gambling podcast content that we're putting out there, the better. So please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify if you can. And uh, just tell us what you liked about this episode. Tell us what you didn't like. And, um, you know, we'll see if we can incorporate some feedback. Yeah, definitely. As always, make sure you do subscribe and leave us a five-star rating review. As Sharky said, uh, sg.pn slash hockey for Apple, sg.pn slash hockey s for Spotify. Yeah, leave us a five-star rating review. I don't think we have any new ones for me to read here, but the rage inside of me is starting to build, so hopefully we'll have a new one soon. All right, that's going to be it. Uh, I am Ryan Gilbert. You can follow me on Twitter at rgilbertsop. I'm One Sharp Shark, and you can find me lurking in the Discord at sg.pn slash Discord in the hashtag hockey channel. Oh, yeah.